0: Welcome back to Our Heart Surrendered. My name is Sophie, and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. What's up,
1: guys? My name is Addison, and I'm the other co-host of Our Heart Surrendered. Today, we're joined by two of our dearest friends. So, Oh, that's Sophie. Sophie's our co-host. Hey, guys. I'm one of Addie's dearest friends. <laughs> yeah, she is. It's true. But Annika and Kesley are who our guests are this week. You know my co-host. Um, if you guys just want to introduce yourself, that works. Annika?
2: Yeah. So, um, fun facts with Annika. I met... Addie in 7th grade band. Oh, I forgot about band. <laughs> we were not friends then. We, we were acquaintances, I would say. Yeah, I guess. She played French horn. Aww. I mean, you played it. What? <laughs> the fun yes. facts with Annika.
1: We grew up together is a thing. Oh, we went to, like, Awanas together. Like, we were always in church together, and we just, like, we're never friends. We just kind of – it was one of those, like, things where you just kind of know each other exist. Or I knew Annika existed. I don't know if she remembers any of this. But <laughs> – that said, <laughs> I knew Annika <laughs> existed for my whole life, essentially.
2: Oh, that's sweet.
1: Yeah, but then, any, anyways, she knows of my existence coming seventh grade.
2: Right, because you're in band together. And we were the only, like, younger kids and the older kids. Yeah, we were great. We were good. We were good at our instruments. We were rock stars. Yeah, we were. It's true. (laughs) Um, And then I met Sophie at 8th grade summer camp, and now we're all best friends, so it works out. Yeah, Yeah, I was weird in 8th grade, and I was like, hey, do
0: you want to be my friend?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but funny story, none of my friends today are, like, I always thought they were so weird before I, like, became friends with them. That's really encouraging, thank you. Did you Uh, think I was weird? No. That's what she just said, yes. (laughs) We just had a bad... We had a bad conversation whenever we met. It was oh, yeah. so bad. It was just
0: bad. I didn't think we were going to be friends. It was just, like, uh, awkward. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And I just, like, I always thought you were cooler than me, Addie, So I was... Wow. Well, Thank I just you. never thought we would be friends. That's
0: so Good. But here we are. She said, I always used to think. <laughs> 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 she said, you used to think really cool
2: to me. Well, now I, just, I know like, you. <laughs>
3: no. Kessily, how about you introduce yourself? Any more insults? Hey. Yeah, so my name's Kesley as I said, um, and I'm also a senior, and I go to school with Sophie. So she came to my school 10th grade. So I met her, and we became good friends. We were actually introduced through a friend that I met through Competitive Cheer, because I did that for a long time. And so then I got to know Sophie, and then she um, asked me to join her youth group. And so I met Addie, and Annika, and everyone else, and then I switched churches as well. So that's kind of how I got plugged into the group. She and was like very indoctrinated. Great
1: for the church.
2: Yes. <laughs> Did you get hazed? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Lots of hazing done. That's, that's <laughs> why I came.
1: She's like, I know it's good if there's hazing. Yes.
3: <laughs> Guys, that is not That'd how that fun. works. <laughs> <So if you laughs> there was no You're welcome. They were very welcoming, and that's why I was excited to join.
0: Oh. So kind.
1: <laughs> okay, well. These are true stories, guys, and as you, <laughs> as you know, um, we're all about to graduate high school, and I think that's a really scary thing for not only us but also a lot of our listeners who are younger than us, and even people in college.
0: I got my cap and gown yesterday. Oh, yeah, that makes me want to sob. Not yesterday, last <laughs> week. We did get it yesterday.
1: Oh, that's really much. I don't know when I was coming. In.
0: That's scary. Yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to say that. (sighs) That's so scary scary now. No, it's so real.
1: It's like somebody literally, like, five minutes ago, guys, we were in a meeting, and he was like, what school? Well, first of all, he asked me my grade, and then he asked what school. I'm with another person who's a sophomore, and they're like, what grade are you in? I was like, senior, and she said sophomore, and they're like, what school are you going to? And I thought he was talking about college, so I was like, oh, A&M. And then he looked at her, and she was like, oh, I go to – and, like, insert her high school name. So then I was like, I misunderstood the question. It was, like, so awkward. But I was like – I mean, I basically do go to A&M now because I have, like, one more semester left, so –
0: can we talk about how the graduation caps are not flattering? No, not, they're so ugly. Who
2: makes a square hat? Are <laughs> <laughs> y'all gonna decorate yours? I don't no. think so. We don't. We don't get to Wait, did you check? Who?
0: Yeah. Okay. Who makes a, a hat that's square and says, like, "This is what you're going to graduate," and all your family and friends are gonna
2: see you in this hat? And it's then also even... the
1: gowns are really ugly too. Yeah. And like... it's not just
2: like it. It's not just a square. It's a square on top of a little like oval thing that's supposed to go on top of your head. The flyy caps, do you know what I'm talking about? Like the helicopter caps. The helicopter caps. Yeah. Yeah. That are like red, idea. green, and blue. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like that, but instead of the little spinny thing, which would be so cool. It's like If it's we a all could just fly at
1: graduation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's work on that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> They're not cute. No. It's okay, we're going to figure out how to wear them. Y'all are going to see grad posts. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, but that being said, we're graduating high school, and I think we've all learned a lot, to say the least. Um oh, yeah. And 100%. Like, just, a, just a ton in general about high school and then about, like, faith with high school. Um, so that's what our topic is today. We're just going to kind of round table, talk it out. Um, I'm not going to, like, even ask questions. We're just going to chat and see what happens, I guess. I
2: love guess. to chat. Yeah, yeah. so Anika, away. We can go and, I like, start with something, I don't know. <laughs> so I think something that's most important for me throughout high school is that I did have deep community, I'd say. I think it was deeper at some moments than others, and I think it's just how everything is, everything goes through seasons. So I think number one takeaway for me for high school is to find deep community. And um, also, like, deep community is not easy. You're not just going to, like, find it. I think I use that term very broadly, but you can usually, like create it yourself. Yeah. Um I one of the moments that's like very defining in Sophie and I's like friendship <laughs> is when I turned to her and our other friend Macy at 8th grade camp because we were like the only three there at camp that year. Um and I was just like, do you wanna be my accountability? And she was like, Yeah, for sure. As like eighth does that mean? Yeah. I was like, so I guess that means I pray for you now. Yeah. <laughs> Figure out what it was. But like genuinely that's like I don't know, that's just my takeaway from high school is like community's good. Community's hard. It's frustrating. So
0: hard. Yeah. It's but safe. like what you're saying, Annika, you have to be proactive about seeking it out. Like, yeah. I think we use the term find community, which is what you're supposed to do. But a lot of times you're the one who's got to initiate something. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Initiation allows the reciprocation to follow. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. I like, wrote that down. <laughs> it's like, um, I
3: completely agree with Anika. Um, and I didn't realize the importance of community until junior year because I wasn't in community at all. Um I wasn't plugged in my church and so that's when I switched and that's been so cool because it's helped me grow a lot yeah over the years and you like you really need it through the hard times and the good times you want to celebrate and you want people there to help point you towards the Lord through like the hard things you're going through um, and so I would say a really big thing I've been learning is that you really need to be known by your community mm-hmm. and you need to communicate with them, like how you're feeling, anything you're going through, they should know a good amount of what is going on. Um, because if you don't have people that are gonna keep you accountable, as Annika was talking about, then you are only gonna have yourself and the Lord. And yes, you need the Lord through everything, but it's also important to have those friends with you. Yeah. Um, and so I would say that I've also learned not to be dependent on people. I've had to learn to expect people to fail, and I know that's kind of harsh, but I've kind of found myself depending on one person more than other people and kind of expecting them to be perfect, and they're not. And then I get super, like... Disappointed? Yes, disappointed and kind of hurt. And
1: Good. it's just, like, not fair to them. Definitely. Right? We talk about this all the time in the podcast. I swear every single episode I say this, but you are going to fail somebody, and somebody's going to fail you. And you cannot expect anything less because we are broken and because we live in a broken world. And it's, like, I don't want to hurt Sophie. I don't want to hurt Kesley. I don't want to hurt mm. Annika. But, like, I will, and they will hurt me, mm. and that's just, like, the truth of community and that it's, like, a bunch of broken people coming together, and, of course, it's going to be a broken Definitely. mess, but that's what Christ is for. Right? Yes.
3: Mm. And with that, um, I know sometimes maybe you get hurt in a situation, and if you don't let the other person know how you feel, they can't fix it. And that is so hard, and I still struggle with that, and that, you know, you kind of learn as time goes by. But you can't get mad at them for something that they did that they didn't know hurt you, unless you tell them. And you can only control how you respond to things. You can't control their responses. Yeah, that just goes into communication, which is so
1: important in, like, all relationships. And it's something that I think our generation kind of sucks at as a whole. It's, like, I just tend to assume people know how I feel based off of, like, like I'll change my actions. And I'm, like, okay, they know I'm being passive aggressive. They know that I'm mad at them or whatever. Um, but, like, that's just so... Expectant, and we shouldn't put that many expectations on people. Sophie and I talk about this again all the time on this podcast. Is like nothing good comes from expectations, mm. um, and like we possibly have an episode coming about this next week. Possibly we'll That's see. That's so good. Um, we do we, We'll figure it out. We're not expecting anything. Mm. Um, oh, that was good. But expect like literally just nothing good comes from expectations because like you just can't set them realistically. I guess realistic expectations are okay. Mm -hmm. But, like, setting really high goals or something like that in high school can just destroy – like, it definitely destroyed me. I was like, I'm going to get – All A's, I'm going to get high A's on every single test that I take in high school. And then, like, that was just not attainable at all for me. And it caused a lot of um, identity issues and a lot of just hurt on my heart when it was just, like, that wasn't necessary. I didn't need to put that expectation on myself when the only expectation Christ has for us is to follow him and love him. And he has
0: fulfilled everything else. Yeah. Something that Kesley said that I literally tell myself every day um and it's been really helpful in high school is I control my actions and my responses and I'm a control freak so and I I I don't have much control over anything in my life at all it's all in the Lord's hands but my actions in high like in high school that's something really important to learn because uh you're not in charge of other people you're in charge of yourself and so yeah
2: yeah (laughs) Yeah. And Very I think true. something else that I literally said this morning to one of our mutual friends, I said, you have to, like, hurt feelings to make your feelings known sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I say sometimes, like, emphasis on sometimes, yeah. because you always want to do everything with grace. Um, grace abounds. But you, like, sometimes you're bound to hurt feelings just if, to let yeah. people know how you feel. And if you don't name what you are feeling, like, to someone else, yeah, there's, like... You can't be healed in that.
1: Yeah. Okay. We were just at a conference where somebody talked about that. She was like, we need to work on naming our feelings. Mm-hmm. And like literally that night I went home and I was like, I feel abandoned. <laughs> like I was like working on naming feelings that I felt. Um, and like I literally practiced it the next day as much as like I hate conflict and I will avoid it at all costs. I was like, this is going to put um, a strain on the relationship if I don't communicate now. And because of that, it was like, we were able to just address the situation, me and this person, like address the situation. And then we moved on and all is well now because we both communicated how we were feeling. And then we just moved on and we forgave each other. And the like, situation was resolved. And, like, that is not how every conflict is going to go in high school. Like, there are a million friendships that I could tell you, like, where I did my best and I, like, loved the Lord and all of my actions and uh, had discernment and all of these things and reflected Christ. And they were just like, I hate you. I don't want to be friends with you. This isn't going to work. Like, there are people who just aren't Christians in high school mm-hmm. um, especially if you go to public school but or there are people who like are Christians and just aren't necessarily reflecting the Lord and how they handle conflict and it's hard but um, a good start is you being mature enough to handle things correctly Definitely. I guess. and like not fearing hurting people's feelings especially if your feelings are hurt like feelings are valid and they're gifts from God for emotions to be um, they truly are like guidance for us of being like Our emotions should be rooted in the Word and rooted in Christ. Um, And they shouldn't control us or consume us, but they are good indicators of
2: um, emotional and spiritual health. Mm, Definitely. That's so good. I think something else that I was just going to say is, like, whenever you confront someone, you have to know that they're, um, <laughs> you have to know that they might not respond the way that you anticipate, which yeah. is, like, going back to expectations. But, like, I know one time, <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm so sorry, <laughs> Adi, i did not giving to share this It's okay, you got it. But one time we were both, like, just, we weirdo- were down in the dumps I don't know If you remember this But it was this one Wednesday home group. We were at her house And um, she just was like Hey girl You're gonna tell me How you're feeling And I was like Well if I'm gonna tell you How I'm feeling You're gonna tell me How you're feeling <laughs> And we were just like In her room Late at night We both had stuff Oh to I do, do remember that, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We both like, had no. stuff to do We both were tired We were both like Agitated at each other And like just at the situation Yeah <laughs> But it was a re- I think it was A really good conversation It was
1: Because it was just like We were just vulnerable And honest in that like, Annika, I am frustrated with you and how you handled this situation. And you're like, okay, well, I'm frustrated with you and how you're handling mm-hmm. the situation right now. And, like, that doesn't work for all friendships. No, it doesn't. Like, you have to know your audience, in a sense. It's kind of like if you're going to, I don't know, let's say you're going to the Dominican Republic and they are really big baseball fans. You're not going to want to make a football analogy because they don't play football there. You have to relate it to what they do. Definitely. Like, I'm not going to go to Kesley and be like, Kesley, you really hurt my feelings when you did this. Because that Kesley wouldn't respond well to that. That's not how, like, people, honestly, most people should not confront me like Anika did that night or like I did for <laughs> <Sorry>. Anika. <laughs> like, on a, it, it worked out fine. But, like, I am super sensitive to criticism mm-hmm. and, like, my parents – Guys, the way they have to handle conflict with me is so specific and they have it down to, like, a science and a method oh, wow. because, I like, the amount of times – I just don't – it, it, like, it's something that I'm working on is handling um, – not even, like, criticism. I just don't handle correction well at all because I have, like, a perfectionism kind of mindset where it's, like, oh, I'm being corrected. That means I'm not good enough when that's, like, not true at all. But anyways – In high school, like, you will have conflict. There will be friend drama. There will be um, drama within your family or within your friends or even people you're not friends with. Like, the amount of times that I've gotten dragged into situations, like, just randomly that I'm like, I don't even know who I'm talking about or who I'm talking to right now. But, like, you just have to know your audience and know that I'm going to talk to this person with love and, like, reflecting the father, but I'm also going to love myself as if I'm a daughter of the king and I'm going to advocate for myself. Yes. in a respectful manner. Kind yeah. Of. yeah,
3: and with that, it's important to like, when you're feeling something, yes, it's good to take time to kind of process it and make sure you're gonna respond to them out of love instead of anger, and you want to make sure that you're not being dramatic with certain things. Yeah, but it's also important not to wait a super long time. You gotta circle back. <laughs> yes, you yeah, you can't. You can't just dump it all on them and then them not have any idea what's going on. You know. Yeah. Um, and you need to give them time to process yeah. instead of re- expecting them to kind of give you a response and expect it to be a very loving response yeah. because you've had the time to kind of think through your feelings but they don't know yeah and so that is super hard and confrontation is so difficult i know it's hard i struggle with that um but that's just a part of friendship and that's how you're going to grow and without that you're Friendship's probably not gonna last. And I would say that um, going through like hard times like that or if there's an argument, it ultimately helps you grow more than you were the than the way you were before.
0: Yeah, and something to kinda encourage you in that is drama doesn't go away as you get older and so like in college you're gonna have roommates and that's just one example of something that I've been encouraged with is like just because I'm not in high school doesn't mean that drama goes away and so Learning how to handle it now will help you a lot because, like we're saying, in college, if you're living with someone in a room, you know, there that's, that's going to be tense at times. <laughs> Definitely. And so um, learning now will, in- hopefully that encourages you later on, it will help you in yes. the long run.
3: Also, yeah. forgiveness is important. Mm-hmm. I always remind myself that if God can forgive us for everything we've gone through, then we should forgive everyone else that has made us hurt or upset yeah. because we are human and we're not perfect. Yeah. It's, like, God is
1: not a God of – what do I say? God is chances. not a God of chances. but So we should not be people of chances. Definitely.
3: That's so good. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks,
1: guys. This is, like,
2: totally not really <laughs> off so topic, but goals. it's going to, like, kind of be off topic. So I was reading the Bible last night, as I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> as like, should. I should. I don't do it every night, if we're being honest. But um, I definitely – I was reading my Bible, and, uh, you know, how, like, they're, we're talking about how, like – Jesus marries the bride, which is the church. Mm-hmm. In the same way, um, obviously, like marriage is that like um, picture, but also like friendships can be that picture, and community can be that picture. It's so, like Jesus chose the church despite knowing what the church would do to him. Mm. In the same way, we're gonna choose our community while knowing what our community could possibly do to us. That's good. It's anyways <laughs> she's proud of herself for that yes. i no was i am
1: yeah
3: a light bulb hit i saw
1: it <laughs> <laughs> i got it guys
2: <laughs>
3: Yeah,
2: anika what's your next topic my next oh you want me to talk? okay um, I was going to talk about the difference between friendships and community because I think those are those can be different but they can also be very similar yeah go for it I think um, we were literally talking about this <laughs> two <seconds> things <together.
1: laughs> we do this thing Sophie and I do it too but especially when we we're all together apparently is we were like having really good discussion before the mic was on and we we're like this should probably be in the podcast too <laughs> but like Sophie and I will do that we'll be sitting on a Zoom call and I'll like Basically, give a whole sermon about what I want to talk about on the podcast, and then we get to the podcast, and I'm like, I have no thoughts in my brain at all.
0: So yeah, I had to uh, cut them off. Yeah, it would
1: be good. Yeah. yeah. Um. So friendship. Tell us, what are the differences? Friendship, community. What does that look
2: like? Friendship in community and whatnot. I mean, I think for me that um, obviously like, people in my community weren't friends before we were in the community. I think community, like, it takes time and it takes yeah. vulnerability, which can spark a friendship. But for me personally, I know we all have like different opinions <laughs> yes. on this, and this is not like everyone has to follow a certain way. But I think you don't always have to be friends with everyone in the community, um, mainly because I think friendships based off of like shared experiences and shared like. Like, for me, like, I'm friends with people who are on my swim team. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't have the same vulnerability. Like, they don't know what sins I'm going right. through. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but they just don't. Like, I mean, they might be able to tell some things, like, whether or not I'm having a good day or a bad day and things like that. But they're not able to, like, know my sins. They're not able to hold me accountable in my sin. Yeah. And I think, um, like, that's just something that, like... Friendships are going to be based off of shared things that you do, and whole, community is based on the of pursuit of holiness together as a community, um, so it's just, like, different in my opinion. That's yeah. good. That's good. Thanks. <laughs> um, I am trying to think of, like, what I want to talk about for this topic, but
3: um, I heard a speaker, Jenny Allen, um, I was at the porch, and I heard her speaking, and she was talking about... A lot of different things but she also talked about um, kind of your circle mm-hmm. and she had like an image with it and it was really cool but anyways you you should have God at the center and then you should have like two to five people I believe was the next thing and those are the people that you are going to tell everything to pretty
0: much she was pretty radical about it too she, she said, was like, everything she was. I was like does people in my life want to know what I had for lunch like, I don't think they care I, I do Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I care too um,
3: but I think um, something that I've learned is that Community is really important, but you also can't have too big of community because you can't be vulnerable with a huge group of people. It's just not going to work.
2: And you can't check in on like, I'm sorry, but if you can, I am so proud of you, but if you can check on 12 people in a week, okay, wow, with
0: deep conversations. (laughs) With deep conversations. You can check in on people and be like, hey, how
1: are you doing? How's your week been? But like... Truly, intentionally spending time with each one of them is like just. Yeah, I don't a lot. know
2: how Jesus did that with the and disciples. I
1: don't know. I'm impressed, but yeah. um, one thing on that is like this is something that's something I struggle with a lot because our guys, our like, all of us, everybody in this conversation is in a, the middle of a big community. Yes, like bigger than two to five people, mm-hmm. and you can tell by looking at a group that there's like many communities within it, like. Um, Sophie Castellonica, y'all are in, like, a little mini community. Mm -hmm. Um, My best friend Conley and I, she was on the podcast last January. We're in a little mini, really tiny mini community. Um, And that's not a bad thing. I do want to put emphasis on the fact that y'all should all love each other and spend time with each other and make sure, sure, like, you're intentional um, in not sticking to your comfort zone because conley is like absolutely my comfort zone i can do anything with conley i can tell her anything but if i don't practice reaching out to girls that i might not be as close to within my community i will never make deeper connections with them and so like hear me when i say that you can have a bigger community too but it's so it's also okay to have like little mini tiny community um Because especially, like, in high school, your friend groups are going to change. Definitely. Um, And with that, like, there are people in our community, like, in our huge group chat that, like, I haven't seen in months. That it's like, should I remove this person? But they'll come back in, like, two months. We'll see. Um, And, like, there are people who have, like, been entered into the group chat and have left the group chat. And people who have, like, done all this and it's like... If you kind of look, like, you can even, like, look in photos. You'll see, like, different groups at different times, and that's not a bad thing. So don't be, like, terrified when all of a sudden your community or your um, friendship is fluctuating because that's a really normal part of life. Like, you grow at different paces.
2: I have a question that's totally out of pocket, So and none of you know the (laughs) answers. That's cool. Um, But do you think that community is lifelong? I think you should be in community all your life. I agree. But yeah. I think it's okay for
0: community to change. I think your community
1: definitely will oh, change. Yes. This is
0: something that Jenny Allen said. She said that your community, the, a crucial part of it is proximity. And here's an yes. example for us. I can't be in community with you guys next year, no offense. But if you guys live like five, six hours away, right. like, I can still be in deep friendship with you to an extent. But I like that's part of how my community is going to be changing in the future. Yeah. Is that's something that's important to me, is having someone that I can call and that can be Like, literally with you. Correct? Yeah. Definitely. And yeah. I'm not saying that you shouldn't just drop people. You shouldn't be like, whoops, sorry, you're not my community anymore, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna leave. But I think that that's something that's really important and that, that can change, like, if you move or if you and your husband one day decide to move cities, you know, yeah. and marriage, that might change your community. Mm. You know, you might. Want to be in a married community versus singles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really good point. You go through so many different seasons in life. Mm-hmm.
1: And
3: so you kind of need your community to help you through that certain season. And and like yes, it's
1: like when you move, physically support you. Yeah. Like there are
3: so many things about
1: community. Like um the easiest example of this I can think of is like we are not um our student like minister's community. Like I am not she is significantly older than me. There's a huge age gap. I'm not her community. She's not my community. Mm-hmm. But we also are like in a sense, like, as a church where community and that, like, we went to help her move when her and her husband got married. And, like, there are things like that where, like, your close community should be there to support you. Like, y'all should come to band performances. I should go to swim contests and stuff like that. Like, we should be there to support each other. And it's like, when I'm at am at AM and Sophie's wherever she ends up, <laughs> like, we're going to be a part. And I can't rely on Sophie. I can't be like, hey, you want to grab coffee and just talk about this with me? Like, that's just not realistic. And it can cause... Um, residual anger like resentment unintentionally if you do expect that like you have to be okay with um, letting go of people even though it, like it hurts and that does, like I'm not saying it can't hurt or it can't be sad because it is so sad that our like group that I just spent four years pouring into is gonna break up but it's not a breakup my mom always says that she's like friendships don't have to be a big breakup when you stop being friends you can just drift apart and you can still love each other and support each other from the sideline it's just not a, like a team player thing anymore
2: yeah me, that's gonna me so that. sad yeah but, and, uh, <laughs> I think it's like important to differentiate your communities within your like almost like within this like friendship could be like the outer circle if we're talking about like the circle map mm-hmm. so like whenever you go to A&M and I go wherever I am <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, yeah. you could you know you're gonna find deep community in your like inner circle as we're gonna call it um, at A&M and then I'm gonna find my inner circle wherever I find it but I think we can both be friends and um, we can both still, like, I can still text Addie every once in a while. Yes. And be like, hey, girl, what, what are you up to? Um, and I think also um, I'd still like to be invited to your wedding, please. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Oh, dang. Okay.
3: But I think going off of that, it kind of reminds me of how I was talking about you can't rely on certain people and, like, depend on them for everything because let's say you guys – Yes, we're, going, we're all going to college, so we don't know what's going to happen. But if you rely on that person and then your friendship kind of drifts away because of you moving,
0: then you're going to be super hurt. Yeah. Here's a good example of this. Kesley and I are thinking about going to the same school. We're not mm-hmm. choosing the same school because of each, each of us other. are going there. Because um, if that were the case, the program Kesley's in, in two years, she would be leaving. Yes. Yes. If, it, if I were to pick the school that I that we're both wanting to go to, just because Kesley was going there, that doesn't make sense for me because who knows what's going to happen in two years, you know? I'm not saying we're not going to be friends anymore. Yes. We don't know what's going to happen, you know? But you get the vibe. Yeah, it's really sure. sad to I think and about. the other
2: hardest part is we have a friend who, like, didn't have community by proximity. And I think that's something that, like, I'm going to have difficulty going to like that's something that like I struggle with it's one of my like biggest not fear I would say fear actually yeah is going into like a I'm choosing between two smaller colleges and my community like what if I don't like all the girls there <laughs> like what I would if my, my community s- by proximity isn't good like how yeah, would I still yeah. find community in that what you, do you have any tips
1: and tricks I would say that you're not gonna like all the girls there wherever you go you're not gonna like True. everybody and we are not called to necessarily like everybody like Jesus had favorites. Well, I wouldn't say that. That's pretty, you probably should not quote me on that. <laughs> he hung like, like, around more he, people than others. Yeah, he had closer friends. He had his twelve, right? And I think that and my voice
0: three. Within and the he had 12. his three
1: within the twelve. Oh, there we go. Like a little mini community, like we were talking about earlier. Um, but that said, Jesus absolutely set the best example of community of that they intentionally spent time together. They were with each other, walking around, doing the things. They served the Lord together. And I think that if you can't find that where you're at, you might not have a, as deep of a community right there in that moment than you will in maybe five months when you leave. And I have this, I don't know if it's a good habit or a bad habit, so I just won't preface it. I have a habit of thinking about things as temporary, because I also, but I also think about things as very like consequence and act, like action consequence Um, But if you think of things more as temporary, it's like I'm going to go to college, but I know that I just have to think of things like when I think about high school, I think about it in semesters. I'm like, okay, first semester of senior year is done. Like I'm like more set on just like what the Lord has in store for me will come in its season and in its time. And you have to kind of rest and just trust that. So if you are somewhere and you can't find community by proximity, like close girls or close guys that want to serve the Lord and be um, with you and trialing and doing all these things with you um, I would just think of it as a season rather than as a long-term thing um so that you just don't get discouraged because I think that's a big thing about community is I I was really lucky and I found community a like freshman year for, for like second half of a freshman year um, so I had it most of high school. But like Hesley, she didn't have community until junior year. And I think that if you let that be discouraging, i like, oh, I guess I'm just never going to find it. I guess I'll never be in deep community because you can't find community that would be a failure on your part. Because um, the Lord doesn't call for us to be discouraged or give up. He tells us to take heart and be courageous, right? Um, and... Like our friend, he really struggled with it. I didn't understand his struggle because I did have community and I like, it was hard for me to be empathetic. Um, but he, and to this day, I would say that he probably doesn't have close community. Um, and hopefully when he goes to college, he'll be able to find it. Um, but a lot of times you kind of have to ask yourself, why don't I have community? Is it me that's stopping it? Or maybe people need more discipleship and less community. Um, Mm -hmm. That's something that I never thought of until I went to teach at this um, small group for my church and I we were like hitting heavy topics, doing all the things, and I was like, this is good stuff. And our pastor was there and he was like, these people are not looking for that kind of message. Like, like that was great, don't get me wrong, but like these people didn't need that. They need discipleship rather than, um,
3: what I don't remember the word he community. used, I guess rather than community. I just wanted to say that I do, or I did, still do, have um, a group of school friends, and I love them, and I'm very grateful for that, but I didn't have like church community, and that's something I was looking for, because I wanted girls that would have deep conversations with me about the Lord, and Mm -hmm. kind of point me closer to Him, because yes, I do talk, I go to a Christian school, I'm very fortunate with that, and so does Sophie, um, obviously, (laughs) (laughs) and so Yes, I'm very grateful for that, but I also didn't have like the super deep Christian conversations and I wasn't turning to them every week for yeah like, the Lord. That's the difference between dis- it was
1: discipleship Definitely. rather than community. Um, and like there were girls in that group that I talked to that needed community and they're like frustrated with the group because they're like, this is like what you gave me was like what I've been wanting. And there are other people that probably just went, right over their heads and they're like I did not ask to be convicted tonight I did not ask for all of these things so there's a difference between discipleship and community and sometimes in different seasons you might just have discipleship and like that's hard but that's why we have personal relationships with the Lord and like Kathleen was saying earlier you can't be dependent on specific people definitely
2: you know I think something that Kessley said that she didn't mean to say. It. So you mentioned something. You said girls specifically. So do yes. you think guys can be in community with girls? And I already know the answer to this, but I feel like we should I should order. ask it for like the podcast <laughs> reasons.
0: Yes. No. <laughs>
2: I, I agree with that.
3: I think it's okay to have guy friends. Like There's nothing wrong with that. But I think as girls, as Christian girls and as Christian guys, it's important to be in community with girls because they are most likely going through similar things. Mm-hmm. And it can get very tricky to be in community with guys if you're a girl because that's just... I don't
0: even know how to it. It's just two different it. things. Definitely. You're living cannot, two different lives. I cannot help a guy with the sin he's struggling with.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it's like we might be
0: experiencing the same sin. Like,
1: boys have, like, I'm, let, let me not say this weirdly like like let's say (laughs) like like I can have an addiction to pornography let's say and so can a guy but it's two completely different things and neither of us can help each other with that right it's just in the eyes of a girl and as I was created to be a woman I will experience things differently than somebody who's created to be a man right and that's different like that's just different and I don't think that it would would be a healthy relationship for you to be in deep community with somebody of the opposite sex mainly because a you can't really relate to each other but b because that is interfering with this um idea of marriage and spiritual intimacy within marriage of that like you guys shouldn't be in deep spiritual like you shouldn't um this might be like a little controversial for some people but you shouldn't be fighting, like, spiritual warfare with each other until you're married, right? Because then it goes back to the whole dependency of my pursuit of the Lord is the same as his pursuit of the Lord. So basically we're destined to get married and pursue the Lord together. Like, that's not exactly how that works, you know?
0: But I do think it's okay to be in Bible study with definitely. Oh, for sure. I think we were in Bible study with boys. And it was fine. We have to
2: preference what community is. Like, the kind of community that we're talking about is accountability. And I think you can pre-prayer for for a guy. For sure. If a guy needs some prayer... Help a brother breath. out. Like, yeah. whatever. him yeah. up. But if a guy is asking for you to, like, walk with him through his battle of sin, which is what you're talking about, spiritual yeah. warfare, like, that is where it gets tricky, and yeah. Satan uses that so yeah. easily.
1: Um, well, there's, like, this, like, psychological thing of, like, trauma bonding. And then also just like, if you share intimate parts of your life with somebody, you're gonna naturally like be together in your mind. Like you are naturally closer to this person because you shared um, like deeper portions of your life. So it's like more vulnerability leads to, more vulnerability which leads to attachment. And when you're that attached to somebody, f- feelings are gonna get hurt. Okay, it's the same thing with girls. Like, I, I mean, like if I am really vulnerable with Annika, now I'm like, oh, I'm besties with Annika now and, like, feelings can still get hurt there, but it's different when there's a guy and a girl involved, and usually, I would just say in high school, there's not the level of maturity in which, like, usually if you're friends with a guy, one of y'all likes each other. I don't want to say, like, for all relationships, but a lot of relationships between guys and girls, one of y'all likes each other, and the other doesn't, or the other does, and then it's just a whole mess, Um, and there's, like, a lot of issues with um, especially with technology, I think like Gen Z is the worst. My mom and I were talking about this the other day is like, like I will know somebody inside and out. Like I, if I'm talking to a guy, like I'll know somebody inside and out. I will know all of his, like what he wants to do with his life, all of his family. But I could like, this is when I was younger. Like I can know them really, really well, but they won't talk to me in person. And there's a lot of that with technology of just being like, it's really accessible, I guess, to just get to know somebody. And it's easier to, like, send things um, when you're, like, in separate areas of, being, like, oh, I'm being vulnerable right now. Like, we're just talking about our biggest fears. It's no big deal. Like, stuff like that. <laughs> and I just think that certain parts of our, like, walk as Christians were made to be um, with the same sex.
2: I think, like, I think Jesus they're... and his disciples. Yeah, they're you know? all bros.
1: They're like... all bros.
2: <laughs> and that doesn't yeah. mean that Jesus didn't have, like, fr- like Mary and Martha. Yeah. They were chill. He yeah. went over to the house all the time. But not in a weird Weird way, (laughs)
1: but in a normal way, (laughs) in a friend way. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
2: like you can definitely be friends with each other.
3: Yeah, and um, this is the last thing I'll say. Um, (laughs) When Addie was talking about um, a guy and a girl in community, it just reminded me that it can lead into confusion. And as Sophie always says, and I love it, is she always says confusion is not kind. And Mm so I think that that would make things much more difficult and your feelings would Ultimately yeah, and you'd be very confused with your feelings as well. Oh, for
1: sure. And I think just, like, a big part of that is, like, we can't lead our brothers on. Um, and I'm bad at rest. that, guys. It's so Trust hard. me, I don't mean to. I'm not intentionally leading <laughs> men on. But there are a lot of times where, like, I think of guys as just friends and they think of me as more. And I'm like, oh. I, there's a, I read this study the other day that was, like, girls genuinely have a love for each other in friendships and guys don't. Like, they just don't have that same, like, deep connection. So very when serious. girls so guys are just bros and when guys are in like friendships with girls they finally feel that like love and they're like oh I'm in love with her like I love this like I want to be her husband or whatever when whereas like the girls just like this is just a normal friendship and it's because we're used to the connection and they're not I don't know if it's true (laughs) don't (laughs) quote me on that but that being said it's just like that of just like we can't be treating our brothers like that and I think it'd be a shame for us to fail to guard our hearts. I literally Um. clicked on somebody's story today. I was on our podcast Instagram account, which I never watch stories on that account because we follow just a bunch of random people. And I like watched somebody's story and it was like, how have you been, are you, have you been guarding your heart well in this season? And I was like, "Mm." (laughs) oh my my gosh, gosh. (laughs) that hurts. But in high school, you have to guard your heart. And I think we'll talk about that, um, next week. We're going to continue this episode and this conversation into next week's episode, because it's too good to just cut off right now.
2: Um, so
1: so y'all will hear next week again, a second half of this conversation. Um, and we're going to go into more things like isolation versus independency, um, identity, and just sharing the gospel and stuff like that. And it's, Oh, and also mental health, which is like a crazy big hot topic. Um, so I'm excited for that.
2: Cool. All of that
1: being said, you guys will hear from us again next week. So don't forget to check this back out. Um, and until then, follow us on Instagram at a faith podcast. And let's strive to live in wholehearted surrender this week.